The White House is sticking by its plan to seize the Trump administration's program of deporting migrants caught at the southern border on May 23 despite rising opposition from Democrats. President Joe Biden's decision to stop the use of Title 42, a public health edict, has put him in a political predicament. On one hand, the president is keeping his promise to repeal the policy, which, under the guise of fighting a cholera pandemic, justified the immediate expulsion of migrants without due process, while Republicans are preparing to weaponize immigration before the midterm elections, and a growing number of Democratic senators want restrictions to remain in place for fear that the administration isn't prepared for a summer surge of migrants to the border. According to a White House official speaking anonymously, it's not like we've been concealing the ball on this, he added. No one should be applauding or defending this policy. In other words, it's a public health mandate on whether or not processing migrants poses a danger to the public's health. It was determined by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that there wasn't, and that we may remove it on May 23. Media spoke with immigration activists, politicians, and former administration officials who encouraged the White House to stick to its guns and better convey its approach to lawmakers and other stakeholders along the southern border. At least one advocated for a visit by Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas in advance of May 23's policy change to show how government departments are working together to respond. Title 42 will not be reversed, according to Immigration Hub's Carrie Talbot, Deputy Director of the Advocacy Organization. Instead, we strongly encourage them to lay out their border strategy in more detail. They have extensive ideas, but they haven't really spelled them out concretely for Congress, said one observer. The White House has been split on whether or not to abolish the authority of Title 42. Oxios has reported that the government is contemplating delaying the May 23 deadline because to concerns about an influx of migrants at the border and whether or not the administration would rethink its decision. Members of Congress have been told by the White House that if they so want, they may enact legislation changing the CDC's power over public health. However, a court order might at least temporarily solve Biden's Catch-22. Several Republican-led states sued the Obama administration earlier this month to block the termination of Title 42, and a hearing is scheduled before the end of May. Tilda More Interested News colon Tilda Due to a lack of evidence, the police will not investigate the Downing Street Party. Downing Street Party Questionnaire by Police, Boris Johnson Former minister joins calls for PM to resign, Boris Johnson There's a little secret here. One immigration advocate acquainted with the White House's thinking tells me. In the event of a lawsuit, they anticipate to be forced to retain it in place. Before the CDC's statement that the use of Title 42 was no longer needed, Republicans attempted to portray Biden as a supporter of unrestricted immigration. At least nine Democrats in the Senate have openly called for an extension of the Title 42 power, which has been in use since early 2020, in response to the White House's threats. It's been claimed by Senate Democratic aides that the White House is pushing ahead without a strategy to deal with seasonal spikes anticipated at the border. DHS fact sheet produced last month was called extensive by a White House official who refuted the charges. However, the person stressed that the CDC would have to make the final decision on whether or not to remove Title 42 in the future. It's up to them to judge whether or not there's a danger to the public health. X, Y, and Z all pose a public health danger a Politico official said. The CDC has that jurisdiction. People in our party want to prolong it, and I understand that. There you go. Legislative action may be taken if they believe the CDC should not have that jurisdiction.
The White House's efforts have been eclipsed, though, by the backlash, according to administration veterans, raising concerns about how the issue will play out in the November midterm elections. According to a former Biden administration official who spoke on condition of anonymity, Republicans are winning this message battle and they're making it about open borders. A simple reminder that Stephen Miller, Trump's top aide and hardline immigration advisor, came up with this and since the president ran on reversing all these harsh policies of the Trump administration, I believe the American people would embrace it. Adding, there is no alternative that is being put out there, the former official said. Former administration officials claim that the White House has been preparing for an uptick in migration for some time. The government improved its early warning system for migrant movement after the surge last autumn at the U.S.-Mexico border near Del Rio, Texas. All government response, different agencies will offer aircraft and buses as the number of people at the border grows. That doesn't imply that everything will be great, but there is a plan in place. Joaquin Castro, DTX, expressed disappointment with his Democratic colleagues for supporting the retention of Title 42 but asked the administration to offer more information on their plans to increase capacity and process asylum claimants in the United States. He went on to say that the White House has plenty of time to clarify its strategy in the next month. On Thursday, Cuban-American Senator Ricardo Castro said he hopes the Trump administration would continue its efforts to repeal Trump's xenophobic immigration policy, since history will not take kindly on those who fought for its continuance, Castro said. As voters and an advocacy group seek to remove her from the ballot because of her role in the days leading up to the January 6 riot in the U.S. Capitol, Republican U.S. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia appeared before a federal grand jury on Friday to defend comments she made before the uprising. Despite months of investigation by a Democratic-led committee in Washington, D.C., Green testified Friday in an Atlanta courtroom as the first Republican member of Congress to speak publicly about the January 6 assault. Few voters in Green's district, represented by the nonprofit Free Speech for People, claim she should be disqualified because of her alleged encouragement and support of the rioters who stormed the Capitol. Green appeared before an administrative law judge. Reiterating unfounded assertions about election fraud, the Congresswoman insisted on the witness stand that her inflammatory language before to the January 6 election was not an appeal for violence, but a plea to challenge the vote count. In answer to a query, Green said, I don't endorse violence of any type. My comments are never intended to be violent in any way. When Green walked into the courtroom, her fans applauded. Relying on the 14th Amendment Members of Congress who participate in an insurrection are prohibited from serving in Congress, according to a clause in the United States Constitution. Forbidding former Confederates from regaining their seats in Congress, the 14th Amendment was established after the Civil War. Modern legal theory has been mostly untested in the last century or more. Green has a history of using aggressive language against political opponents and spreading unfounded rumors regarding the 2020 election, most recently on the eve of the next year's first presidential inauguration, on January 6, 2021. Free Speech for People's legal director, Ron Fine, told the court, this was not a situation where the leaders were on horseback leading the charge. This rebellion was not led from the outside, but rather from inside the ranks of social media users. That includes Marjorie Taylor Greene, as evidence will prove. Her opponents, she claims, are using lies and deception to deny her voters the chance to vote for their preferred candidate.
Green said I don't know or I don't remember in response to multiple inquiries on Friday concerning her words, social media postings, and interactions in the days leading up to January 6. Upon being questioned about whether her campaign or congressional staff contributed information or funding to anyone who participated in or coordinated the uprising, she said categorically that neither had occurred. Must read more interested news. Kedanji Brown-Jackson is confirmed to the Supreme Court by the Senate. Biden White House stands behind Title 42 decision amid party revolt. After a tragic shooting at a Tel Aviv bar, an Israeli gunman shot and killed a Palestinian assailant. The 1776 Moment 1776 Moment is euphemism for political violence in certain far-right groups, according to lawyers from Free Speech for People. Green told the court she had never heard someone link 1776 to violence. Also, the plaintiff's attorneys aired a Facebook video from January 2021, in which Green remarked, It's time. You can't allow Joe Biden's peaceful transition of power to let him to become president of the United States. Due to the fact that he was unsuccessful in his bid to become president. There are reports of it being stolen. When Green and other members of Congress were preparing their objections to the certification of the election results, they urged the public to visit Washington, D.C. Green claims that the video was taken out of context. I don't remember whether she ever urged then-President Trump to use martial rule in order to stay in office. Not only is her rhetoric legal political speech, but her defenders contend that she was a victim of the assault on January 6, and not a participant. The right to vote is at issue, right now, right now, said James Bopp, an Indiana-based attorney representing Green, because they want to deny the ability to vote to thousands of individuals in the 14th District of Georgia by removing Green off the ballot. It is their right to vote for the candidate of their choice. Similar issues have been seen in other places. A North Carolina court threw out a challenge to Republican Representative Madison Cawthorn's candidacy. On Friday, a court also threw out a challenge against Arizona legislators brought by the same organization. Both have been the subject of appeals. A federal judge rejected Green's request to dismiss the lawsuit, allowing it to continue. Following a review of the facts, an administrative court in Georgia will next make a recommendation to the state secretary of state, Republican Brad Raffensperger, on whether Green should be on the ballot. There is a possibility that Raffensperger may be reluctant to create political ripples by taking Green's name off the ballot before the primary on May 24, given his own re-election campaign and a potential GOP primary challenger. Judge Charles Baudreau concluded Friday's session by saying, this is really serious material. Baudreau said he expects to deliver his proposal within a week of Thursday's midnight deadline for briefings from both parties. Regardless of the outcome, the case will very definitely be appealed. According to Georgia trial lawyer Paige Pate, removing Green off the ballot may not be the sole purpose of the challengers. According to Pate, the authorities want to interview her on oath to determine whether or not she was involved in the uprising, and if she does, they may charge her with perjury or other crimes. Throughout her district, which extends from Atlanta's outskirts to the Appalachian foothills and the Tennessee border, Green is well-liked. To put it mildly, this is the most conservative congressional district in all the United States. Former Paulding County Republican women volunteer Nancy Holland Chady believes that Green's opponents are emboldened by the Republican Party's attempts to take on the state senator. I support her because she represents my district, she adds. It irritates me that they're attempting to exclude Marjorie from the election. 
Just because they don't comprehend is making the district more enthusiastic about her.